It's December. Sunday I preached about the reason for Christmas. And it's at that on that day it was 24 days away. It's not that far away now. But as we approach Christmas and we approach the celebration of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, I, I think it would be a great time for the next couple of we, uh, Wednesdays. As a matter of fact, tonight and two more is what we have before Christmas. And uh, we're going to be talking about come to worship. Somebody say come to worship. There are different ways that you can worship God and I want to tell you, I believe God loves worship. I really believe that. I, I, you know, God's not going to hang out where people's not giving Him praise and people's not worshiping Him as God. He's not going to be there. I, uh, I just believe that God really loves worship because the Word of the Lord tells us that He inhabiteth the praises of Israel. He loves to, to be in the place where his people are magnifying him and praising him. <clears throat> so tonight we're going to we're going to talk about coming to worship, and we're going to take the text from Matthew chapter two and verse two. I'm going to read tonight from the New Living Testament, and you don't have to stand. I'm just going to read this scripture briefly, and we're going to talk about worship for the next little while. Worship. From Matthew 2 and 2, it was the story of the wise men. And they said, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. I believe you ought to worship God every day. Anybody believe that? You don't have to be in church to worship God. You ought to worship God on your way to work. You ought to worship God on your break. You ought to worship God on your prayer time. Worship ought to be a, a, a very important part of our lives on a daily basis. I believe that. We are worshipers. You know, we, uh, those wise men, when they asked that question, they were not asking where's God or where's this child or where's the king of the Jews, so that we can get something from him. That's not what they asked. They didn't want to know what God could do for them. We often get in this, uh, in this mentality that God, and I've said it many times, it's, we think God sometimes is like a McDonald's drive through You just go through, push the button, tell God what you want, pick it up, and move on. That's not what it's all about. There's a time when you don't, ha you don't need to ask God to do anything for you. You just need to worship Him because He's God. Amen? That's why David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. I, I, I think it's time that we just learn to bless the Lord. Amen? If you want to pray the right way, you enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. If you want to pray the right way and you want to be a real prayer warrior, you pattern your prayer after the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. And he started it with this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know what he was doing? He started his prayer with worship. 
Every prayer you pray ought to be started with worship. Every time you come into the presence of God, it ought to be worship first. The praises and the worship of God's people always gets the attention of God. It's, it's become part of our nature just to think that God is like some cosmic Coke machine. We come by, we put our money in, we get our, our goods, and we're on our way. What can God do for me today? You know, we have a list for God most of the time. We're all guilty. Oh, God, I need this, and I need this, and I forgot to tell you I need this, and by the way, I need this. But what would happen in every life in this room today if we just learned to come to worship Him, come to give Him praise, come to give Him honor, come to bow before Him, hallelujah, come to do what we know we ought to do. And this is in your little paper. God is not here for us. We're here for God. He was here before we got here. And He created man to worship Him. So He's not here for us. We're here for Him. You believe that tonight? We're, we're here because He created man. He created man in His own image. He created man to be a worshiper. He created man to give Him glory. Hallelujah. So we were created to worship God. God is pleased. God is pleased when the people of God began to worship Him. I've never been in a service where there was a healing or a miracle of any kind. I've never been in one where there was not worship first. I've been in some dead services. I've been in some that my old bird dog... If he was still alive, he'd run by the building and just point because it was so dead. I've been, I've been in some that was deader than, I mean, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. I could preach about that a little bit. You know why, you know why the, the, the author of the Scripture said twice dead? Because they once had the Holy Ghost. They were born again. They, they weren't just dead. They were twice dead. They've lost the anointing in the presence of God. Let me tell you, if you want miracles in your house, if you want miracles in your life, if you want miracles in this church, if you want signs and wonders, if you want the blessings of God to flow, you've got to be a worshiper. You've got to come out worshiping God and magnifying God. Somebody said amen. So there's, there's different postures of worship, and I understand that. And we're going to talk about some of them the next few weeks. Brother Roy is going to help me. We're going to talk about things and, uh, like bringing gifts to God and pouring our heart out to God and bowing before God. But tonight, tonight, I'm going to take this whole, this whole message tonight and talk to you about lifting your hands to God. Lifting your hands to God. How, you know, I've seen a little bit of everything since I was born. I've been Pentecost all my life. And uh, if there's a story to be told, I've probably heard it or seen it. That's right. There's all kind of ways for worship and, and lifting your hands, you know. You, you got that, that number one worship. You ever seen anybody do this? Come on now. Stay with me now. Then you got that, that high five in Jesus worship. Come on, don't let me lose you right here. Then, then one fellow said that, uh, I, I heard him say, you got that pageant girl worship. You know I'm telling you the truth. 
Then you got that, that little lady that, that's got that I'm single. You know, I don't have a ring. And I've seen it all. Then, then, then one fellow called it, you got the block the shot worship. You know, I, I've heard all kind of things and, and seen all kind of things. I don't care how you get your hands up, but get your hands up. Because the scripture said to worship God by the lifting of your hand. Amen. I'm not preaching something tonight that's not biblical. David is the wilderness and he was in a very dry place and a tough time in his life in Psalm 63 and verse 1. And I'm reading again from the New Living Testament. Here's what he said. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and a parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you. Watch what he said. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Hallelujah. I might be in the bottom of the pit. I may be struggling. I may be in the deepest trial of my life. But if I can learn to lift my hands, hallelujah, and just worship and magnify God. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, when I think of the grace of God, does anybody here remember when the grace of God was administered in your life? When you were, were taken by God and wrapped in His arms and you didn't deserve a minute of it, you didn't earn a minute of it, you weren't even supposed to be there, but the grace and the mercy of God reached down and found you and here you are today. Let me tell you, you've got a right to raise your hand. You got a right to lift your voice. You got a right to put your hands up and give him praise. Come on, somebody, give God praise right now. It was Paul that gave instructions to Timothy to the church. When Paul spoke to Timothy, you know, Paul wasn't always a, a worshiper. He wasn't always a praiser. Paul hated the church at one time. Paul killed Christians, and that was that was what he was out to do on the road to Damascus when God knocked him down as Saul of Tarsus and got his attention. But here's what he told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 2. He was instructing him. And he said, therefore, in verse 8, therefore, he said, I want men everywhere to pray. I'm reading from the New Living Testament. Lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. I want men. Somebody say men. You know, Ryan Cup, I love you. And I want to tell you why. I know you're a man's man. I know you are. But I also know you got a tender heart. I watch you and I've talked to you several times and I've watched tears roll down his face. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I said it the other day in church and I'm going to say it again to you tonight. We all need tough minds and tender hearts. Amen. But Paul said here, he said, I want men. Now, there are times in the Scriptures when, when, when he talks and he says man are uh, the word that means mankind. But here, he literally means men. Have you ever noticed it's easier for a woman to worship than it is a man? I don't know if it's a pride thing. I'm not sure what it is. But let me tell you, Paul is instructing Timothy 
to, to, that every man, he said, I want men everywhere to pray. Could I just pause here a minute and inject a couple of things that needs to be preached to the whole generation that I live in? Men ought to be the prayer warriors. Men ought to be leading their children in worship. Men ought to be leading their family to God. Men ought to have their hands up praising God. Men ought to be unashamedly giving God praise with our hands lifted. We got some wonderful great men in this church, but I want to preach to every man, and I wish I could herald it all over this nation. Every man needs to get his hands up. Every man ought to lift your hands and praise God. Every man it's not a sissy thing. It's not a it's not an intimidation thing. I want to tell you, you ought to lift your hands and praise God. He said, I want men everywhere to praise or to pray and lifting up holy hands. He said, no anger or disputing. Why? Why? Why do we lift hands? Well, I want to tell you this. I believe God loves that because it's spoken of many times in the scripture, amen. I was I, I heard a guy say that that uh, that he he didn't like babies. He didn't like babies. He said babies don't do nothing. He said I, he said I don't mean to be ugly, but I just don't care about babies. He said, "Mamas, you bring me your baby to hold them. I ain't hold them. I don't care about holding babies. I'm the same way. If I come in the hospital room, they try to hand me a newborn. I just say, well, thank you. I'll, I'll just wait, wait till he grows a little bit, because I'm afraid I'm gonna hurt him." And them nurses, they jerk them around by the arms and leg. But, but, but he said, I, I, I don't like babies. He said, but I love toddlers, and here's why. He said, because when they get up and they start pulling up on the coffee table, and then they, they do that, that walk, you know, that learning to get there. And the first thing you know, they got their hands up toward you, mom or dad. They've got their hands up. I want to tell you, you don't turn that down. That's when they say, dad, 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 that first time, buddy, your heart melts. Y'all know I'm telling you the truth, don't you? Because, because when they lift those hands, you know what we have? We have a heavenly father that is waiting on you in your, your inconsistencies and your error and your failure and all of the things that, that are that are hanging on you and dragging you down. He's waiting on you to say, Jesus, Jesus, I need you. He's waiting on your hands to go up. He's waiting on you to say, I need help, Father. I need somebody to pick me up right here. I need something. That's what hands, lifting hands says to God. He said one time, he said, if you will draw near to me, I will draw near to you. If you want to get close to God, put your hands up and put your heart in your worship and say, oh, Jesus, I need you today. I can't tell you how many times I've been all by myself. I wasn't in a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night or a revival service but I've walked through my office and I've walked through my home and I've walked through this church and I've just had my hands up saying, Jesus, uh, I need you, Jesus. Uh, there's something about getting those hands up that God said, look at there, that's my child. He needs something from me. That's what a baby does when he comes to you and he wants you to pick him up. He's saying, right now. Please get me out of my mess right now. That's what needs to happen among every one of us because when you do that, God loves that. Hallelujah. Somebody said amen. 
You know, this is in your notes. When we worship, we reach for God and offer sacrifices of praise. When we worship, we reach for Him. I've heard all kind of theories. I don't, I don't know if they're true or not. I heard somebody say one time, don't raise your hands like this. That means you're pushing God off. Raise your hands like this. That means you're receiving. I don't believe all that. I just believe get your hands up. I don't care if they're this way, this way, this way. Just get your hands up. Because the Bible said lifting up holy hands. Just lift your hands and tell God, I'm reaching for you. But I'm not just reaching for you. I'm worshiping you. Amen. Psalms 141, verse 1. David said, O Lord, this was at the lowest point of his life, by the way. He said, I'm calling to you. Please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as incense offered to you and my upraised hands as an evening offering. He said, Lord, I need help right now. I'm in a mess. And so I'm, I'm, I'm lifting my hands. I'm, I'm calling on you. He said, would you, would you accept my prayer and my upraised hands? He was, he was praying with upraised hands. He said, as an evening offering. You know, you know what he was referring to? The, the time of the evening sacrifice of the Old Testament. The evening sacrifice was a time when the priest came. And gave sacrifice unto God for the sins of the people. And rolled them on on a daily basis. So here David is saying, would you just offer, would you just uh, take my offering of my praise and my hands raised as an evening sacrifice. I want you to know, God, that I'm reaching for you and I'm offering you praise today. Would you accept this as incense? Would you accept this as praise, what I'm giving you right now? Lifted hands, this is in your note. Lifted hands symbolize two things. You ready? Surrender. Somebody say surrender. Say and victory. Several years ago, many years ago now, I preached in this church on a Sunday morning. Come out with your hands up. I'll tell you the story. I'll tell it again for those of you who weren't here. But uh, I started with this story, and I remember it well. I, when I was just a, a boy, uh, we, we used to, you know, our big deal was we'd camp out, take a Friday night. We'd camp out. We'd just, just camp out. Backyard. We'd go to the woods. Sometimes we did, but we'd just camp out. We'd call it camp out. Well, one time we, we were camping out, and uh, me and some of my buddies, and, and we, we decided we'd just stroll on down to the church. Now, Mom and Dad didn't know that. They were asleep. But we just went to the church, you know, just playing at the church, really. I mean, we didn't, by the way, we, we, I didn't know nothing about drugs or alcohol or none of that stuff. We didn't do none of that. We just, uh, the biggest crime I ever committed was throwing a water balloon, hit a car, and I probably on record at Washtenaw Parish somewhere. So, this night, we were on top of the church. About 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. We were just having fun. We didn't bother nobody, but somebody called the cops. And here they come, and they wheeled in that parking lot, and we bailed off that church, and we went in. Uh, if you're facing 1800 Park View, on the left-hand side, there's a wing of the building. On the very back corner, there was an evangelist quarters. 
And we, we, we ran in there. Thought we was good. Thought we was his. I'll never will forget it. That cop car pulled up, and I saw a cop get out and pull his gun. And I thought, oh, no. He didn't know what we were doing. He didn't know what we were doing. And he saw us go in that room. And he said, come out. Come out with your hands up. You didn't have to call me twice. He checked us all out. We were all good. Everything's well. But here's the deal. When you put your hands up, it's surrender. It's saying, I give up. Here I am. You ever seen anybody? You ever seen a cop arrest anybody? Say, put your hands up. Put your hands up behind your head. Put your hands in the air. However they want to put it. Here's the facts. When you put your hands up to God, you are saying to him, I surrender. Now here it is. I surrendered all, God. I can't, I can't handle it by myself. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. I give all myself to you. Here I am. I surrender. And, and, and I, I was reading today and studying today, and, 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 and I got to thinking today about the battle in the Old Testament found in the book of Exodus. It was when the Amalekites had attacked Israel, and Moses said to Joshua in, in Exodus 17, he said, I want you to choose some men. And go to battle. He said, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll stand. He said, I'm just going to stand point on the top of that mountain. I'm going to the top of the mountain. And I'm going to raise, you go read the scripture. I'm going to raise my hands to God. And let me tell you, that's exactly what he did. The story was this. So Joshua, Exodus 17:10. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and her went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. I'm reading from the New Living Testament. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. So here's the deal. Hands up, Amalekites dying. Hands down, Amalekites winning. Hands up. Enemies going down. Hands down. Enemies taking the battle. Are you with me? Moses, you ever try to hold your hands up a long time? Look, I've been in Pentecost a long time. I've seen people pray so long that folks had to get on the side of them and hold their hands up. Y'all, y'all seen that? Hold their hands up. There's a reason they do that, because your arms get tired. It's nothing spiritual. Just because your arms get tired. Just, I, I dare you today, just, just go... Put both hands in the air and just hold them like this. See how long you can last. Okay? Moses got tired. Moses got weary. And, and all of a sudden the Amalekites started winning because Moses had to drop his hands. But when he raised his hands, all of a sudden, the, does that tell you anything about the raising of hands? Does that tell you anything? It, it tells you that when they're like this, God's in charge. When they're like this, you're, you're unbeatable. When, when your hands are like this... No devil going to take you. When you're like this, everything's going to be all right because you're giving him the glory and you're surrendering all things to him. What I'm telling you tonight is Moses 
couldn't hold his hands up. So Aaron got on one side. They pulled up a stone, first of all. You've got to go study that scripture. And Moses sat down on it. And Aaron got on one side. And Hur got on the other. And as long as they held their hands up, the Amalekites were beaten by the Israelites. What are you saying, preacher? As long as you keep your hands up, there's victory coming. As long as you keep your hands up, God's going to take care of it all. Go ahead and put your hands down. Act like you got it all in control. I'm going to tell you, when you get your hands up, God's about to step in. God's about to take the battle. God's about to fix everything in your life. Come out with your hands up. Just come out saying, God, I surrender all. There's two things. There's two things. you got to get it. That, that lifting of hands it symbolizes. One is surrender. God, I can't do this by myself. Lord, I'm reaching for you. You're my heavenly Father. I need help, but I can't do it alone. i got to have you. I'm lifting my hands toward you. And the next thing, look, I was, I was uh, y'all forgive me, I was at LSU ball game when they killed Texas A&M Saturday night. That's the best amen I got on. 50 to 7. But every time they crossed that goal line, there was two guys, one on each end of that goal line. You know what they did? What they do, Brother Hodge? Thank you, David. That's what they did. Victory! Somebody asked those, these, these ESPN analysts and all these people out here, they killed me. You know, they said, what's it going to take to win the game? Well, I tell you, it's going, I tell you what's going to take to win the game. You ready? I'm a great philosopher here. This is great philosophy. You need to write this down. To win the game, you've got to score more points than the other team. If you don't, you ain't going to win. But every time they cross that goal line, every time they kick the field goal, Two guys standing, one on each side of the goalpost. And every time that ball goes through there, if it's an extra point, up go the hands. If it's a field goal, up go the hands. If it's a touchdown, listen, Erlene, I'm teaching you, up go the hands. She's trying to learn football. 66 and learning. Listen, it's a sign of victory. You come in with your head down and your lip dragging the carpet and no praise in your heart and the devil can whip you around, beat you around like a puppy. But I'm going to tell you, he's scared to death when you come out of a prayer room. Hallelujah. He, he don't like it when you come out with your hands raised because he knows he's in trouble. They got victory in their life. They surrendered everything to God. They got, is there anybody here that believes that they're lifting your hands as victory here tonight? Just, you know what you ought to do in the middle of your trial, sir? You ought to put your hands up right now. You ought to just, ma'am, you ought to just lift your hands and say, I declare victory in my life. I declare that God's going to take care of that situation. Come on, I see lifted hands and God sees them too. He loves it when you lift your hands. Lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting. 
Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's do, let's do what the scripture said do. The Bible said, lift your heads. The Bible said to lift your head. This is not the words of Pastor Chance. This is the words of Jesus. This is the words of the Lord. Lift your heads. Praise him with a lifted hand. Worship him with the lifted hand. Lift up your hands without wrath or doubting. Surrender yourself to God. Get victory in your life today. And come out with your hands up because the devil hates that. Come on, stand up with me all over. I'm through. I don't know how much time I got left, but I'm through. I got ten whole minutes. Hallelujah. We get a we get an off good offering tonight. We just take an offer the next ten minutes. Come out with your hands up. I'll tell you something. Don't you just do this in church. Now you you do it during your daily prayer time. You do it when you're worshiping God at any point in time. If it worked for Moses, it'll work for you. Why do you think, why do you think that as long as Moses' hands were up, the Israelites won? Why do you think? Was that magic? No. You know what it was? It was God understanding. As long as those hands are up, it shows that he's depending upon me. He's depending upon me. And so I'm going to take care of that. It's faith when you can lift your hands in the middle of a trial. It's faith when you can just put your hands up when things aren't so well. And you just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You got all things today in your hands. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I feel the presence of the Lord here right now. I'm going to tell you, you want heaven to kiss the earth, just come out with your hands up. Just, just surrender it all to him and say, thank you, Jesus. The battle's already won. I shook somebody's hand tonight. I said, God's going to do that. They said, he's already done it. That's faith. Hallelujah. I said, that's faith. Just come out with your hands up and say, I got it all given to him. He's going to take care of it. It's in his hands tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here I am, Lord, with lifted hands. So what we sing about it, look. Every time we come to church, we're going to lift our hands here. It's biblical. You realize, you realize what, a, uh, what a jarring experience it is for people to come to this church for the very first time who have sat in a church where they don't lift their hands? You realize how different that is? And they walk in here and we're all... I heard a guy say that the only time you lift your hand in his church when you want to ask questions. Let me tell you, we're not asking questions. We're giving praise. We're giving worship. We're giving glory. Oh, it's getting more popular because people are learning when you get your hands up. Good things are about to happen. Good things. Don't be ashamed. Come on, say it with me. Don't be ashamed. I really hate to use these analogies, but it just clicks in my mind so so much when I when I go to places like I went Saturday night. And look, you let something good happen, my Lord have mercy. I, I just had to be sitting by a bunch of crazy guys. I'm telling you, they were crazy. I don't even know the guy. LSU scored. You know what he did? He's, he's sitting below me now. He stuck his chest out. I just bumped with him. 
First time I was there, he didn't know me from Adam. Something good happened. He, he shouted, he turned around, boom. He hit me right there in the sternum. Before I knew it, I just, boom, I popped him right back. It's just a reflex. That's a true story. And it Jeff. After a while, he turned around and he said, hey, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hit you a while ago. He said, I just got all excited. He said, it's good, man, I'm good. I hit you back, I'm good. Say, preach, that's crazy. We're not crazy, they're crazy. We're not crazy. What's crazy about this? This was done in the Scriptures. This is what David did in the Old Testament. He said, Lord, would you just accept this as incense? Would you accept this as my evening sacrifice? Would you just know, Lord, that I'm lifting my hand because I love you and because I surrender everything to you today? I'm in a mess, but you got it. You got it all. Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord a hand of praise right now. Isn't he worthy of our worship? Worthy of our worship. Worthy of our worship. Worthy of our worship. Worthy of our worship.